<laughs> Couple of minutes before three o'clock. It's the podcast edition of the show. Programming note. Programming here. note. Tomorrow what we will not have a podcast. Exactly Do you have to get There's that? Nope, that was me. Tomorrow we will not have a podcast due to opening day festivities where for the first time in her life and this is quite a quite a week of uh of baseball for you which we'll get to the first part but for the first time ever our good dear friend my best friend as long as she's alive alex thomas will be going to opening day not the game just everything around it yay i've never been to a baseball opening day how many baseball, like Major League Baseball games, do you think you've been to in your life? So when I lived um, in Cleveland, I went to a ton all the time because I enjoy the Indians. I just never, I didn't have any friends when I moved to Toledo, so I didn't have friends to do f- like fun activities with. And um, yeah, so I like stopped going to the games and then I got out of the habit of attending like baseball games in general. But I went to in- Indians games all the time and then I never, I had never went to an opening day for the Indians because it was always so cold. Mm-hmm. But I did go to opening days for the NBA. Yeah, it's a little, it's it's a lot different. A lot different. <laughs> it's always like at one point there was a uh, World Series game or some sort of playoff game and opening for the Cavs at the same time. I went home Probably, for that. Like 2016. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they were in the uh, Indians should have won the World Series. <laughs> yeah, the against Cubs the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow opening day, here's the the tentative plan. Um, Amanda will uh, will taxi us downtown at 11:45. You can meet me at my place. Okay. And uh, we might have to find our way home or back to my place. I I don't think it'll be hard to get an Uber or hit up a friend for a ride. I am. I, I have no idea what to expect tomorrow. So it's supposed to be rainy, but not as rainy as today, but 71. And I am, I've got a completely open mind to what the attendance will be like of people downtown for, uh, for opening day festivities. It's a Tuesday. It's weird because it's a month after it normally would be. And obviously mm-hmm. COVID affects everything. So I have no idea what to expect. So, um, Obviously, we can work this out, but you know, I'm closer to downtown than you are, and um, I might be able to just get my own way down there with my mama. Okay, all right. Well, just let me know. Let me know, and then uh, I have to hover around uh, Tony Paco's. That's our, that's our home. That's our headquarters for station stuff. But uh, we can meander around, and I'm going to do my very best to not drink a single sip of alcohol. Oh, that's good because I won't be. Um, I think <laughs> I don't know. You know, you never know. I took the day I, off. I had I, I had enough two years ago to last me for every opening day for the rest of my life for the most part. So I'm looking forward to uh, it'll be nice to see some people I haven't seen in a while. And I kind of hope that all the previously mentioned factors in play keeps attendance down. So uh, Maybe the weather might keep attendance down if it was going to be like a really nice day. Um, then yes, but considering it's going to be like partly cloudy with potential for rain, who knows? Yeah, let me just, the official forecast, considerable cloudiness, occasional showers in the afternoon, high near 70. So it's probably going to look like today with the threat of rain all day long. It'll be in the 60s, low 60s, mid 60s for the afternoon. And then first pitch is 635 tomorrow night. I think like for the first time in about 500 days, there will be minor league baseball across the entire country. Most of it kicks off um, tomorrow. So I'm excited to bring you around. We can introduce you to some people. We can go. I think we can go meet Abby. Who's Abby? Oh, okay. She is my Rottweiler hundred and something pound girlfriend. That'll be nice. I'm going to wear like casual attire. I think I'll wear leggings and a t-shirt and some tennies. So I'm going to be prepared to move around and have a nice yeah. time and completely comfortable. Don't look too opening day chuggy. Oh, God. I did do my hair, but that's because I was on channel 13 today. So I'm not going to look chuggy because looking chuggy is a chuggy thing to do. <laughs> I do want to get to that in a, in a second. But first, I would like your help with something. Mm-hmm. So, um... Amanda came over yesterday with Pierce mm-hmm. and uh, 
it was a lovely time. We took a couple of walks with the dogs, and Pierce was okay. As long as they don't get in his face, we're too loud. <coughs> he's, uh, he's okay. And she had said, as we were texting yesterday, that we needed to talk. And I was like, we're good. Everything's fine. And that wasn't good enough for her. So I, I get it, but we just didn't have the time to do that. And then in the evening when we were... Uh, when we were exchanging some text messages, she said, I thought I was coming over for you to break up with me. <gasps> oh. And and I I I did I didn't ignore her. I just kind of avoid or let her go because I showed you the text on Friday night. Yeah. Um, and I will put most of most of the blame on her. I'm not faultless, but mm-hmm. and, I, and I've told her this. I was like, when you sent the text that you said I don't expect anything to be good until like Wednesday. And that's, that's paraphrasing. I just said, I'm going to be basically girlfriendless until that, until that comes back around. I was just going to give you your room and you could either wallow in your sorrows. And when you rebound, I'll be here. But there was no point for me continuing to try to help and do what I think I can offer because I didn't want to come off as patronizing. So I just backed off. Yeah. So I think we're still in an uncomfortable spot, but I, I think it's more so that, She's still getting through things, yeah, and trying to find a place where her son can go. And I think some of what she was going through rubbed off on me. So I don't think it's us; it's us individually. Help me with this because I don't ever usually go through things like this when I'm dating somebody. Not like this for this period of time, which is now like four days. So it's an interesting place to be in <clears throat> because um, I went through, through some of the same things with Thomas, and that like when you when you get a like a partner and you're starting to share your life with someone like you are taking in new habits you know you're picking up on their habits and you're like welcoming that into your life but and vice versa and it's like how you have to find a way to balance each other like you know i didn't always have the best habits and the best practices and i had to like address mine so that i could compliment thomas and he had to do the same thing so um, like, and I'll say me as somebody that lives with like anxiety and can live with depression and you as the same, one of the hardest things I had was adapting to how he responds to, um, stress and anxiety, uh, and that he will, he more, he likes to feel those things and like live in the stress and anxiety where I like to fix it right away so that we can move on so that it doesn't affect me on a deeper level, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So like a lot of the stuff he would go through would rub off on me and I could not afford, I, I'm like, I have a lot that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. I can't afford to be depressed. <laughs> like, and, and sharing my life with you and sharing in some of your stress um, can cause stress on me. And it's not about me, but we have to find a way to like work through it together to where we come out on the other end together. Not like me carrying you the entire way or me leaving you to do it all yourself. You know what I mean? As in like, I'm going to leave you for a couple days to handle what you need to handle. And then we'll talk again. Like that's not okay either in my opinion, because then that means like I'm without him. You're without her, you know, cause they're, cause they are just like having a difficult time and then, and not, they don't have like a solution or that is their solution. That's just how they want to handle it. Does that make sense? It does. And I, I felt a little guilty for like... Leaving her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was with the... Like, I just didn't think I could do any more. And I, yeah. I thought if any more I did, it could be damaging. So, I'm like, I'm just going to remove myself from this. And, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out. But at, now... Mm-hmm. It's like we're both in a little bit of a malaise, and I, I think I'll be fine. Um, but I am, I am reconsidering having uh, you guys Gather. all come over on Saturday night. But Why? I don't know. I mean, I was looking forward to it, so you let me know. I might shrink it. Okay. I might shrink it down to maybe just you, Bethany, and maybe Maj. I, I'm still kicking it around. I figure by Wednesday I can come up. With uh, with a better idea, I did say when I was talking about it with Amanda last night, I was like, you know, if I had a if I had a go to drink, if I had a, <laughs> a candy corn martini to whip out to show off, I might be a little bit more enthusiastic about this. But so I had a drink this weekend, and it was very again chuggy of me. Apparently, <laughs> were you trying because, too hard? No, well, I, we got it from TikTok, and so 
we it was a, it's something that has like kind of made its way across TikTok. And um, I asked my sister-in-law to be my maid of honor this weekend and I gave, I gifted her with some things. And so she's like, hey, let's have a drink. So she made me this drink that it was made famous on TikTok where it's um, a Corona beer, which I love Coronas. Like if I get a beer, I usually go for Coronas and tequila and orange juice. And is it grenadine? Yeah. And grenadine. And you kind of you take like two or three chugs of your Corona, add in some tequila, add in some orange juice and some grenadine. You shake it up a little bit. It was so good. It was so good. It reminded me of like the summertime and I wanted to be at somebody's pool or like at Putin Bay or on a boat, like having getting drunk and like, you know, having the time of my life. It was so fun. I can handle the getting drunk part. And Amanda has a badminton set. She'd like to break out. Oh, do you have a backyard space? <laughs> I Well, you know, I live in the end. Yes. Yeah. I live in the end. So we have that, that area. So we do. So, um, I'm, I was also keeping an eye on, on the weather, and that was going to dictate things. But that drink sounds good. It sounds like um, the uh, the Fern restaurant, the bar, the Fridays type restaurants. I think have incorporated a lot of um, co- Corona concoctions over the years. I loved it, and I again, like I've, I'm still like I don't know how much sugar is in grenadine, but I don't love a ton of sugar nowadays. So I was. Like it didn't make me full and bloated. I only had one though. I also only had one. It was after my nephew's baseball game. But I was just like, this is fantastic. I think this might be my summer drink of choice if um, people can pick up on it. Otherwise, I'm just drinking it at home. Um, drinks like that. Amanda found a couple, and I'm leaning. Uh, if I'm like fifty-two forty-eight towards having it, so don't make other plans just yet, okay? Well, I will be in Michigan, but I'm coming back. So I have a birthday party I have to go to in Detroit at 1 p.m. So it can't be too close to 1. No. I thought it was going to be like 6 or something. Like at the earliest. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Uh, sit, sit tight and we'll get to Chugi. I got to do a quick traffic report. I'm expecting a bunch today with the rain on the roads. Mm. Uh, just one incident right now. Actually, it's just stop and go traffic. 280 southbound between 795 and the turnpike. An earlier incident 75 at 475 is clear. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. So my Amanda thing will blow over, right? It will blow over. And this is going to, this is like those, this is the part of new relationships where you really like learn about the other person. They learn about you and you guys like make active choices to still want to do it, knowing these things and also make choices to want to grow together. The Like I'll leave you with like the one thing that I have to, and I still have to remember is he, Thomas is still his own person and I have to not make things about me. So like he responds to things differently than I do. And I'm not asking him to change that, but I can't also make it about me. And I, I do like, I admit 100%. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. So it's, it'll always be a working progress for me. Um, and the, and relationships always are, mm-hmm. um, cause you're, you're, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. So I, I just have to remember because, and I felt some of this over the weekend, like I'm used to and totally fine being by myself. So mm-hmm. when there are hiccups, I can like kind of go into this turtle shell and go back to what I was, but she, she does enhance my life in ways. And I, I have to focus back on that rather than I can go it alone. Yeah, yeah, because then it, it, you'll, if you kind of get comfortable with that at some point, it just won't, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't want you to go at it alone or get used to like, okay, well, I'm used to being alone, so this is cool. Like at some point, those two will have to merge. Um, so uh, I, I was, I, don't, I think I was just killing time on Saturday and I came across this word on Twitter and it took me to a New York Times article. So <laughs> are you familiar with the word chuggy? Have you seen it on TikTok? I feel like I have and I didn't know what it was and I just ignored it because when when I read it, the it didn't sound familiar at first. And then I got to looking at it and I was like, oh, I think I have seen this. And I think it's pronounced <clears throat> chuggy, but I was confused like soft and hard, but C-H-E-U-G-Y. Um, and I think it's Gen Z ripping all over millennials, which I have seen some of those TikTok videos before. 
Um, let me read you some of this. Um, it's not quite basic, which can describe someone who is a conformist or perhaps generic in their tastes, and it's not quite uncool. It's not embarrassing or even negative. Um, it can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. And while a lot of chooky things are associated with millennial women, the term can be applied to anybody of any gender or any age. Some of the examples, um, according to people who embrace the word, the hype house, golden goose sneakers, anything associated with barstool sports, Gucci belts with a large double G, being really into sneaker culture, Ray Dunn pottery, and anything Chevron. So I'm going to like... I'm a full-blown millennial, proud millennial. Like you can't really, you can't label me anything but a millennial. And I'm gonna go ahead and say, using the term chuggy is chuggy. Like you know, what I mean? like if you are making a word out of like to describe something, that is the then something that you're trying to describe. So like if you you know are trying to like you would be basic by calling somebody else basic. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like, leave people alone. I know. I that's know. my. That's my. That's my two cents about it. But I do get the try, the trying too hard aspect of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Chug Life Instagram account. Oh, and of course. Some of the the things on there are people being chuggy, trying too hard, um, saying twenty fun on twenty first birthdays saying thank you next uh, or, life's a, or life's a beach. And here's the one that totally sold me. So I will always hop on board with Gen Z slamming the millennials <laughs> saying I did a thing after dying, cutting hair, something for a mountain photo. That's true. I, that is, <laughs> I do get annoyed by like um, too much of something like too much of something um, is just, like ridiculous like i get annoyed that for a long time girls were quoting um rap verses under their pictures so that drake was being quoted a lot um similar to like similar to like you just had a breakup and now you like now you like you're slutting it up and you said thank you next in one of your pictures like it's a little you know what i mean i get annoyed by that i don't even really post pictures anymore and if i do like i might toss in a couple emojis just because it like you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just a little extra. Here's another um, one. And, and, that's, oh and that's what it is. It, it, it's, yeah. it's extra, but not like a cool extra. It's like like me saying hip hop lingo and slang. Like, I don't mm-hmm. do that because that's not me. But I would sound chuggy because I'd be trying too hard. Chuggy is getting married at 24 and having his and her bath towels in that font. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Like, again, that that used to be basic, but now it's chuggy, right. I suppose. So that's cool. There's a thing in here. It says uh, you're basic in your 20s. You're chuggy in your 30s. You know what? They can they can screw off. Okay? Gen Z is they, they just throw daggers and I, I am here for it. Um, where was the other one here? I read a little bit of it and I was like, okay, I understand what they're saying. That's <laughs> annoying. But Gen Z, they do just as annoying stuff. So I'm sure. just like, eh, buzz off. Where, where is it? Where is it? Goals or take me back. Also, like when you put a caption and it says, take me back to yeah. your Florida trip last year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even worse when it was just last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so basically like like I'd say a solid 70% of people who post frequently on social media are chuggy of all ages. Uh you mentioned uh, uh the the rap lyrics on t-shirts. There's somebody that I know and like uh, on on Facebook and they posted something and I'm pretty sure it was a Biggie song. Mm-hmm. And the line after the line Ugh. on the shirt is something about like crack cocaine or whores. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go Read the lyric after that. You won't be such a fan of that song, you feminist. So I take it a step further and that I am wholly annoyed that like Tide Pods have picked up on um, like the ODB songs and what is it? Two Live Crew or something like that is in commercials nowadays. The, Great, the, the, the Geico commercial? I, no, it's uh, maybe it's Geico. And then there's a couple others that are like, I think Tide Pods Um and, and I'm just like, do you do know that that like you and I think I might have said this on the podcast. 
you do know that the rapper that is playing in the background, his name is Old Dirty Bastard, right? Like you do, you mm -hmm. do know that. <laughs> this is be, this is interesting how it's like, you know, this little these like white moms in the kitchen doing their laundry, smiling in their like uber clean house in a Tide commercial, and there's like ODB playing in the background. It cracks me right up. It really does. Well, how about what we talked about a couple of weeks ago when DMX died, and I was like. He did some pretty mm -hmm. awful things. And granted, there uh -huh. were some, some, some things that caused that, some mental health issues for sure. Uh -huh. um, but, like, is there anybody more mainstream right now who's getting, like, TV shows, commercials, any, and Snoop Dogg? And, like, let's look at his criminal record and some of the things <laughs> he's done. While high as hell, guaranteed doing everything he's doing. Right. Guaranteed. And, and hose this. You know, I'll give Eminem tons of credit at least he hasn't tried to go mainstream um <laughs> so that 20 year olds can be like absolutely aghast at some of the lyrics that he had 20 years ago and maybe maybe somebody said to him hey you might not want to try to be a mainstream star or it just wasn't for him but you listen to his lyrics and they would never work now but if you snoop dogg is on you know network tv and yeah, 20 yeah. years ago hose this bitches <clears throat> that so. I mean, it's still it's it's interesting how that works. It makes you like not even care to like censor when you're trying to censor something to put on your page or when you're trying to I, Thomas and I are back and forth on what song we're going to come out to at our wedding because um, big timers like number one stunner is just not appropriate. You know what I mean? But it's the, yeah. it's the jam. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, so. I'll help you come up with something. I can I, I can do some good intro songs. I mean, so we really do for the show. We did pick a good intro song. Oh, what what is it? You want to tell me? It's, um, uh, it's Mace. Um, Feels God. so good. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, yeah, it's Mace. Um, because it's not, it's like it's still our our vibe and upbeat, but it doesn't have as many curse words as like a big timer song would. Because our second big like would be like still fly or number one, like something that we love. We've become old school people, so and. Mace went religious. He did go religious, like Justin Bieber. Yeah, like he reformed himself. Going back to the Snoop thing for one second, like they, the bizarre nature of it is, it's not like he changed what he was rapping about 20 years yeah. ago. He's just <laughs> older now. Like I'm pretty sure he hasn't removed much of those lyrics from his daily vocabulary. You know what? Um, well, who did we talk about the other day where they're mainstream, but behind the scenes, they're still like a, a low down, dirty dog. Paul Pierce. Was it Paul Pierce? Yeah, with the videos. There you go. Like, you know what I mean? Completely mainstream, but behind the scenes, still the same Paul Pierce. I, I was, uh, I mean, I was, I didn't know about that lifestyle of his. Maybe he's just picked it up now that he's retired or whatever, but he was kind of, it was, he got caught in an old man moment because <laughs> one, he looked very unhip with what was happening in that video and just Google Paul Pierce fired ESPN video. And also somebody's like, he got fired over like 45 views on Instagram live. Yeah. It, it reminds me of when like um, older people are always going live all the time on Facebook yeah. and they have their, they have the camera all the way up. So it's looking down on them and they're yes. like, we live y'all. We live. <laughs> we live. Guaranteed it will be happening at our wedding. Just be prepared. <laughs> um, and it's a black people thing for me to, in my opinion. <laughs> before we, uh, before we uh, do a, the, the serious thing, we go to the, the Walmart thing, which it's been very quiet. It will probably be very quiet, but we'll talk I'm about it. I'm surprised it has been quiet, by the way. I'm not. Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe because uh, it hasn't been picked up by any of the, the TV news. Um, mm -hmm. And to the sheriff's credit, he got out in front of it a little bit. Um, but uh, so Andrew's T-ball game yesterday with the T-shirts, was everything a massive success on a beautiful day? It wasn't. So it was a massive success, except I didn't even get a little inkling of embarrassment. Andrew loved the fact that his face was on a t-shirt. I want one. And I'm like, Andrew, you can't wear a t-shirt with your face on it. It's for everybody else to wear. And I didn't think that through. Like, I didn't think that part through. Everybody loved them. I pretty much got the sizes spot on, which I was concerned about. Jason was fantastic, fantastic. And um, the t-ball game was, it was like, 
I didn't realize how like happy and excited I would be until I got there. I was my brother and I played a ton of sports when we were kids. It's one of my fondest memories is playing sports. And then I just didn't get to be around it anymore because I was an adult. And so when we went to the game, apparently it was like all of Bowling Green, like youth sports, baseball teams there at the same time because it was picture day. And so they all had like scrimmages after. So it was packed like every baseball diamond had a game on it. Everybody was around playing their games, watching kids play, and it just brought back the fondest memory. So I was so excited, except the poor kids were so damn bored. Like the team that they were supposed to be playing was getting their team pictures taken. So they took a while to get back to the field. So Andrew's team was basically just standing around. Those poor kids, it was hot. The sun was beating on you. It was very windy. So their hats were flying everywhere. So just imagine like you cut cue to like the... Um, funniest home videos music like like these kids one's playing in the dirt one's kicking dirt in the other person's face one's hat is flying off and running all over the place one is standing there crying and mom is running out to them running crying the other one is over there by the fence talking to their family because they don't understand like pay attention to the game the ball might come your way (laughs) and then the kids were hitting the ball and not realizing they need to run to first base and not third base a couple kids ran to home plate because they saw a base you know, whatever you run to home plate. It was, <laughs> it was a hot mess. It was fun. Andrew was bored. Still unclear if he likes it or not. He got a hit and he got to run all the bases. So there Good. you go. When, um, when you said they were all like being bored playing in dirt and stuff, was that mm-hmm. during the game or while they were? Yes. Running? Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> Both. I, okay. Like I, I've been to some little kids games like that before, and it's always the kid in right field who is looking at the, the game that's at the field over or he's not sitting down, but he looks like he wants to sit down. He's looking at the inside of his hat. His glove is <laughs> off of his hand and on his head. I mean, but that that's what you're going to get with kids. And I, I know what you're saying about the chaos of them running the wrong way and the coaches trying <laughs> to direct them. My only, The only thing I like better is watching, um, like, my friends who post their kids' soccer game on – uh-huh. On videos because it's like a bee swarm, like like yeah. a Tom and Jerry bee swarm. Like the bees are chasing something. All the little kids are just chasing the ball. They don't care which direction they're going in. They're just all different color jerseys running after the ball. I think that might be better than baseball because these poor kids, like they were all in the infield because nobody's. They weren't on a t-ball diamond. They were on like a regular baseball sized diamond, kind of. So they're all standing in the infield, and so they're all in dirt. And like where you would have third base, shortstop, second base, the, the like left fielder is right there. And you know what I mean? So it's just they're all just standing there and the coaches are out there and they're like, hey, pay attention. Put your glove back on. Stand up. Don't kick dirt. Stop doing this. And it was just Andrew was like standing there and he's like, mom, I'm hot. And like taking his mask off. And, and my brother is like standing there at the fence is like, Andrew look at the ball eyes on the ball and he's like I'm bored and so Andrew's diabetic and he had his little he has to have a fanny pack that has his phone in it that's attached to his reader so he has to have it on him at all times so he's standing there with like a fanny pack looking dead bored and um his sugar I don't know why I don't know if it was like they're gonna have to learn that because his sugar was like way up there dangerous levels up there But um, it was just and then my youngest nephew, Colin, who will be three in a couple of weeks, is in the stands, bored out of his mind. And he goes he walks a little distance. He's playing. So we're not not paying him attention. We just knew he was like in an area playing that was like isolated from everyone else. But we turn our head and he's got his pants to his ankles and holding his wiener to just pee. Like, you know what I mean? So he's like, and we're like, oh, my God, no. And he doesn't realize what's happening because he's potty training. So he's still like he now knows when he has to go to the bathroom to drop his pants. But he doesn't realize to do it at a toilet. So (laughs) and he almost took a dump like right there in front of everybody. Everybody's laughing their asses off. It was just it was it was an interesting experience. And then we get home and they're both like halfway up a tree. You know, we turn our backs for one second, turn around. They're all up in the tree. (laughs) Like, oh, God. So luckily nobody got a broken arm on that one. Well, good. I'm glad it went well. Lots of lots of stories that you'll be able to tell forever. Go Tigers. Bowling Green City youth uh, t-ball team.
Um, would you? Uh, a couple of people were looking at it over the weekend. Would you like to buy the condo next to me? It's a. Did they list it for? I'm surprised how. I thought it would list for about 120, and Ooh. it's less than that. They listed oh. it for. And they actually did a decent job of it on the inside. 109. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, can't buy it. Sorry. Yeah, I, I would though. They're doing themselves a disservice. That thing should have listed for another 10 grand more. But um, so that's available next to me. And there were some people looking at it over the weekend. And uh, one realtor person or whatever, they parked in front of my garage. Ooh. And I get it. Harmless mistake. I was a little little ticked about it. I mean, p- park on the fucking street. I mean, you can see it's a very unusual right. looking driveway, which is not meant to be parked on. Yeah. So um, I came outside with the dogs and I made sure that they were kind of loud. And mm-hmm. I-, I heard the woman twice try to apologize, but it was the soft kind. Oh. So I just ignored her. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no uh, condo for us. Although I did just take a look at my lease renewal rates and Jesus Christ. How much did they go up? Um, So our rent went up about 75 bucks. And then, um, so even if we were to sign a 12 month lease, it would be another 75. It's going to cost us almost $1,200 to go six months. And that was our, that was our goal to go six months. So it's an extra like 200 a month? Just about three. Yeah, if you add, it's an extra 200 for six months, and then once you add the additional 75. Got it, okay, got So it. the market rent, the market went up alone, um, and it normally only goes up like 10, 20 bucks, maybe. It's gone up the last couple of years, but only by like 10 bucks. This time it went up 70, or 60, um, and then you add on another like 175 for a six-month lease, so it's it's pretty steep. I'm, I'm hoping this isn't the case, uh, but... I did see some stories, and they seem fairly fairly accurate, um, with some sound things behind them. There will be some type of gas shortage over the summer um, because mm. people will be traveling. There's not enough truckers. I guess the Suez thing backed a bunch of stuff up. Mm. Um, and then I also read that there could be a chicken shortage. Um, so, hey, we're going to get this. Good job, America. We're going to probably get to 600,000 dead Americans and who knows how many. Glo- we don't we don't say the number anymore. Like, And we will soon once it gets to 600,000 because it's a big round number. It's like 575 right now. Right, yeah. The, the profound ripple effects of this are just going to keep coming and coming and coming. So nothing, truly nothing should be unexpected when it comes to the effects of, you know, a global pandemic. So I don't know if I blame the pandemic as much as I just blame the year 2020 itself. Like there were things that happened during a pandemic year that for me weren't related to the pandemic. Like what? Um, ah, Like, you know, the social just like when everybody was protesting because of George Floyd. So like all of June, there was just nonstop protest coverage because of what happened in May. Um, and also what re- got released that happened in February with Ahmaud Arbery. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's things. I, did the Suez Canal stuff, was that pandemic related? No, the ship just it got just, stuck. But right. I, it was just a shitty, I, another ad- addition to a shitty year. But I wonder if the protests would have been as vociferous and passionate. Oh, if, if folks had were, to go to work. Exactly. Not, not that. If they hadn't been bored at home. Yeah. So I mean, literally, the pandemic the pandemic touched everything on Earth, and yeah. it's just taking time to see all this stuff. Yeah, and you're right. I I am curious what's going to happen. Um, you know, what's going to come out of for, for the rest of the year? What are the what's the what what other things are we going to find? Yeah. Um, that that are problematic. Yeah. Uh, well, then I'll be sure to get a couple um, <clears throat> gallons of gas or those little containers that people use to fill up lawnmowers i'll just fill some gas in there <laughs> i don't know <laughs> stock up on gas I, might I, as well doomsday prep too i saw a guy doing it the other day at the gas station it did cross really? my mind he could have just been filling them up for you know if he does yeah. landscaping but i was like oh, he might have read the gas shortage stories fun stuff um so speaking of uh passion and social justice i was gonna play the I was going to record this, but I actually wanted to play it from the YouTube as we're listening to it. I believe, so, so this popped up on uh, the Toledo Reddit page, 
And it was because uh, Lucas County Sheriff, uh, the new guy, Mike Navarre, said, um, we've seen what's been circulating. A full investigation has taken place, and the officer or the deputy has been disciplined. We don't know what level of discipline or how heavy the investigation was, but this was on April 12th, I think at the Walmart on Central. Uh-huh. Um, there is a black and white vehicle, the black and white cab, parked in the no parking area. And um, I'll, I'll play this for you, and it's going to... I have to, so that you can hear it, I have to give you a little bit of feedback, so just sit tight, okay? Sure. He's walking up to the vehicle. Howdy, sir. How are you, sir? What are we doing? Oh, nothing. I was, he come here to start insulting me. Okay, do you have a driver's license, sir? I do, but he come here to... Do you have a driver's license, Why sir? you need my driver's license? Because now I'm now contacting you, so now I need to see your driver's license. Why? What reason do you want to see? I'll give you about two more seconds, I'm going to make this an official stop. You want me to an official stop, no, or no, you just want to keep I'm, it cool? No, no, I'm asking you a question. What, what's the problem? Because he I'm, just, he called me over here because you're not, you're parking in a no parking I zone. I understand. I just dropped the client here. Okay. They, they, Can you produce your driver's license, sir? I, I will, but you need to tell okay. me the reason. Go ahead and step out of the car. You, you need to tell me, officer. Go ahead and step off the car. Hold on, hold on, officer. Hold on. Hold Come on. on. Don't force me. Don't force me. Hold on. Hold on. What did I do? What did I do? So at that point, uh, the officer had opened up the oh. car door and grabbed the, grabbed the driver's arm. He pulled out his taser. I'll play this a little bit more. Don't don't attack me. Don't attack me, officer. What Get I, out of the car! What I did wrong? Now! What I did wrong, officer? What I did wrong? This guy, you can't be starting me. 293, Lucas. Officer, start officer, me at Sylvania officer, Township officer, Unit. Officer, Step officer, out of the car! Officer, put the, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, let's talk to him. Let's talk. You want to, you want to, I'm going to tase you if you don't get out of the car. What's he said? I am getting out of the car. Out of car. No. Hands up against no, the... No, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What did I do wrong? Don't come off. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What I did wrong? Stop resisting! I'm not resisting. Turn around! Okay, hold on. Hold on. Turn! What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Put your arms on the top of the car! I am. What did I do wrong, officer? Because this guy, he's coming and talking to me. What do you want to do? What do you want to bother me? I'm here doing my all right, sit tight. Um, I got to do a traffic thing, and we'll come back with a little bit of analysis on that horrid situation. Okay. We're still a stop and go traffic. 280 southbound between 795 and the turnpike. Also, a new accident. 75 northbound at Detroit. You'll face slowdowns in that area. That's your Cumulus Toledo. Right now, traffic. Uh, did you watch that video? I did. I didn't watch. Um, I didn't watch the entire thing. I, I watched it and then I turned it off after he pulled out the taser. Like once things started to get, I was. I, I actually was really bothered by how many times he asked the officer, "What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong?" It. It just. It made me really sad. Um, so I just turned it off, and then Thomas wanted to watch it. So I we caught like the part where he ta- actually tased him, and then when he started to like scream bloody murder, I had to turn it off again. So, this is April 12th, in, in, the, in the wake of everything that's been happening over the last year. And, and this, this should be, you know, thankfully there was no death here or anything like that. But th- this is evidence, this could be evidence A through Z about why things need to be reformed, why there right. needs to be different training. Um, supposedly, the claim is this, this driver wouldn't move the walmart manager came out and the driver was hailing racial slurs at the manager but we don't know but um i'm gonna play this again so again this is the officer walking up to the vehicle howdy sir how are you sir what are we doing oh nothing i was he come here to start insulting okay do you have a driver's license sir i do but he come here to you have a driver's license why sir? you need my driver's license officer? Because now I'm now contacting you, so now I need to see your driver's license. Why? What reason do you want to see? I'll give you about two more seconds. I'm going to make this an official stop. You want me to official stop, no, or no, you just no, want to I, keep I, it cool? No, no, I'm asking you a question. What, what's the problem? Because he just, he called me over here, because you're not, you're parking in a no parking I zone. I understand. I just dropped the client here. Okay. They, they, Can you produce your driver's license, sir? I, I will, but you need to send okay. me the reason. Go ahead and step out of the car. So, in 21 seconds, the officer did not de-escalate. It certainly escalated from somebody. Right. Look, you never know. This person could be a wanted murderer from Mexico. You, you, you don't know. Any, I don't know what his background is. Maybe African or uh, Caribbean. Uh-huh. Definitely a person of color. Um, doesn't look like any kind of a threat. Certainly not in a black... You just never know. I get it. But in 21 seconds, 
he escalated it. In 37 seconds, he opened the door and then began to put his hands on this man. There's right. so many problems here. And, and this is, I think this is a great piece of evidence as to why things should be... Reform is a scary word. Retrained. How about that? Because like, like I, I said on Facebook today, I think Chick-fil-A managers... Or people who do t- customer service at Target are better with the general public than what's going on here. Like, this is disgusting. <clears throat> that you gave some pretty good context because I did not know at the time that he was called out because there was already a bit of an exchange between, allegedly, between the driver and the manager. Because when the, when the officer walked up, I thought the driver was asking him, like, why are you coming over here to start a problem? Where, and, and now that I'm listening back, he said he was starting a problem with me. He was talking about the manager. Yeah. So that lets me know that this driver, at first I was like, okay, he might, he got a little bit of an attitude with the officer. Um, and then, you know, the, which set the officer off where in, in fact he didn't at all. So this is even more unacceptable in my opinion. Like I just don't, you know, customer service is that it's most important when you're upset. We all have to practice good customer service. I don't understand why. Like that stops with law enforcement just because their lives are at risk. My life is just as much at risk with somebody like that um, than his life being at risk with me. You know, I just it's it was hard to watch. Like it just it just gets really hard to watch because I can then like it just takes me back to all the experiences I have had where I was spoken to like a like a less than valuable citizen from an officer for no reason at all. Like, you know, complying. I was complying. You know, was I, did I have to get a ticket or something? Probably, but at no point did I deserve to be speaking to like a, what is it, second rate citizen. Um, and it, and that just happens and it's hard for you to control yourself. And in this guy's case, like even Thomas was like, at some point you begin to try to restrain him and he's trying to fight for his life. Like, you know what I mean? He's trying to say, wait a minute, I'm fine. Like, you don't have to do this. Wait a minute, you don't have to do this. And that happens in so many cases. And I hate the term shut up and comply. I feel like I saw somebody say that on your post because it's like, and if I don't comply, you're going to kill me like or you're going to tase me like, you know what I mean? Like he, he was I don't I'm I am ignorant to um, a lot of police policies. And I'd actually like to know them so that there can be more context here. But he wasn't a danger to anybody. Why did he have to be tased? Let's let's look at the setting here. And, and this is arguably my biggest problem, why I think this is great evidence. In some of these other situations, like George <clears throat> Floyd, there was, there was a drug issue. Not saying that he should have lost his life. But I can understand why some police officers would be on alert. Mm-hmm. You, from what we know, you got a call from a Walmart manager about mm-hmm. a guy in a, a taxi cab, something mm-hmm. that we know in the community, in the middle of the day, no drugs, no weapons, just somebody in a no parking zone. Right. And within 30 seconds, you got aggressive with somebody. Why not listen to what this gentleman has to say? You've got to have... Like, you should have so many better verbal techniques to de-escalate this so that you don't have to pull out these weapons so that you turn into a video thing. And I'm I'm very saddened and disappointed. And yeah. in many ways, more so than when, you know, these, these things where these people have lost their lives or they've, they've been injured. Because it's a fucking Walmart. Like, if I was a police officer and I, and I can't put myself in those shoes and I got called to a Walmart call about a complaining manager... My my antenna would be up, and I'd be like, "Oh boy, here we go!" And I would just listen to the two people yell at one another and try to calm them down, get this guy out of the no parking space, and everybody go on with their day. There's nothing at a Walmart, barring some kind of active shooter situation or something horrid like that—an assault, a rape, violence—where you have to take this kind of tack as. As a law enforcement officer, this is over a no parking zone. It's and insane. We know that that happens more times than not, where it's just like, hey, buddy, like, why don't you move? Yes. Can you just, you know what I mean? We know that that happens all the time. But like what we have been trying to say um, so many times is that this happens all the time. Also, like this kind of interaction happens way more than you think, just because folks don't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen where, you know, an officer walks up and the minute you say something back 
It's like, how dare you speak back to me? Get out of the car right now. You know what I mean? And if you don't get out of the car, I'm going to pull you out of the car. And if you don't get out of the car, I'm going to tase you, you know, and if you fight me, I'm going to fear for my life. It's just, it, that happens all the time. Um, and I, I feel like hopefully over the next couple of years, they, you know, those types of interactions will merge their way out with retirements and with people who are choosing to leave because they're realizing you don't get to act that way anymore or you don't get to respond in that way anymore without um, consequence, which is why I'm slightly disappointed that there's not more transparent on what the consequence was, because I think that this is a really good example of, hey, something happened here. We were not okay with it. And this is what we did because I think transparency is going to be really important for people to trust the police community more. Like we see that this happened. People were outraged by it. I kind of hope it doesn't pick up steam because you know, that just brings out more drama. But at the same time, what did you, can you inform us on what action, what steps were taking place for this? Because like, you know, obviously you, you got ahead of it immediately, but what did you actually do? Um, and you should share that because it can be, you know, it's a positive for you. It's showing that you acknowledge that this behavior is unacceptable without it having to go viral first, which is really important to me. Without it having to go viral first, you acknowledge it and you're like, listen, this isn't cool. This is what's happening. Um, so I think it's a misstep. I think it's a misstep. It's disappointing to see. Um, and then it was a miss. It was a missed opportunity for you to show that, like, we identify that this is unacceptable and we're doing something about it. Yeah, there's a lot of problems all around. And when I, I, I read the story first and then I found the video in the Reddit thread and I was like, wow, uh, he treated this guy like he just mowed down a bunch of customers rather than going, hey, Carl, what's going on? Yeah. You, you manage it. Like we have all like you and I have been in situations like this before where you got two people going at it and like, guys, people, right. like what's going on? Who said what? It's like, all right. Move a vehicle. Let's talk about this. But yeah, in 30 seconds, his hands are on him like like he killed a bunch of people. It's just, I mean, it's hard to, and I'm, I guess I'm referring to like two sides of this argument. It's hard for me to hear arguments of like, well, this is an isolated occurrence. Well, it's not all like this. When I can name at least three or four experiences of my own where I've interacted with law enforcement and they spoke to me in that manner, it just didn't escalate to what it escalated to. Um, and then you just see it so much, you know, you still see it so much. So it shouldn't, um, it, it shouldn't be an isolated incident. It shouldn't be an incident at all. Like it shouldn't You right. have no, like, I, I think even as the guy was whatever in the parking, in the no parking area and who knows what the manager said again, we're not talking, not to, not to discredit all Walmart people, but it's <laughs> not like you're getting a call from the president or mm-hmm. the joint chiefs of staff. Um, I'm, I'm sure these people have fudged some things before. Um, you, you did not, they didn't even, the guy didn't even explain like why he wants to see his ID. And I, I think we, you don't have to listen to everything the police say just because they have that badge. Certainly not when they come at you like this. Yeah. And not to mention, and another piece of the conversation that, um, shouldn't take the majority of the conversation, but like you still have to be culturally competent as well. And this was a foreign citizen. You know, this, this gentleman clearly has lived in another country, most likely the majority of his life. So you are also engaging, you know, with a, a a minority piece of the community that is, you know, probably not a full U S citizen. So there has to be some cultural competency present as well. Um, And it just, I, I had a hard time like hearing him, ask how many times like what did i do wrong what did i do wrong and then when he tased him the first time it sounded like he didn't really get him so he like when he tased him the second time and longer like hearing his screams it was just you know he wasn't even being violent like he wasn't a danger to himself or anyone else you have could have called in a second person for that like it was just it was hard to watch i am glad though it, it isn't picking up traction or going viral just because I don't, I mean, I'm thinking of Toledo as, as a whole, that just wouldn't be ideal. I don't want another reason for folks to have to fight, but at the same time, the like only, seeing that was just awful. And the, and, and the only way this stuff stops is if it becomes recognized and there are the appropriate consequences. Um, right, so. which is a misstep for them, really um, is. Yeah, the, the, the foreign aspect of, of it as well. Um, hey, look, mm-hmm. 
there are plenty of us that roll through signs that say stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are plenty of us that's, that sit idling in a car where we shouldn't be parked. And listen, I know that this guy probably has to have some kind of driving competency uh, to be a black and white cab driver. No parking says no parking. Maybe it's different where he comes from. Like there's half a dozen reasons to go this, this, and this. Why this person should have had some latitude to just, you know, pull the car away and handle this like a couple of reasonable adults. But seemingly we are running out of reasonable adults in the planet these days. <laughs> and I just like to, to button up my point. I like I always have a hard time when we have this conversation because for the listeners, like for the folks that listen, I think they know us well enough. But like you don't automatically when you're criticizing something that law enforcement has done or a situation has emerged and you have an opinion about it that is criticizing the law enforcement officer, you're automatically labeled as against law enforcement, right? That's not the case at all. Like if you aren't criticizing the actions of law enforcement and calling out somebody when they do something wrong or holding them accountable, then you don't actually support that group of people or that person. Um, I felt a little uneasy about it. And I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today and I said, you're not helping law enforcement if you cannot talk about these things and provide some sort of insight or some input or really call out something for what it is when it happens. You're, you're just not, you're not supporting them at all. The, uh, the Reddit posts where this thing came back up and why the sheriff said something, he wasn't even the sheriff at the time. This is from mm-hmm. last year, but we see things. Oh, like, is it? Yeah. We see things like this all the time where things are old and here we go again. Yeah. And, and, oh, so that happened in April of last year. Yeah. Um, oh, then that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but again, we see we see lots of things pop up all the time, and you dig up and go, well, what are the consequences? And then it's like, oh, well, okay. Right. Um, let me do a track report, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll finish up for the day, okay? Yep. Stop. Stop and go traffic, still a thing. 280 southbound between 795 and the turnpike, also an accident. With a couple of left lanes blocked, 75 southbound at Detroit, also an accident. Bancroft at Reynolds. It's a busy afternoon. Drive safe. That's your Cumulus Toledo. Right now, traffic. There was another idiot on Reddit who, uh, it's easy to say stuff when you're anonymous on the internet. He told the black people in Walbridge Park to, to be quiet, basically. Wow. He went on to Reddit and said, does anybody know about all the black people who come to Walbridge Park on the weekends? They probably don't even live there. Can they turn their music down? Walbridge Park, where is, that's near where I live. So yeah. can't say a lot of black people don't live there. That's close to me. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. There was also, I'm part of the Perrysburg um, Facebook group, and there was some vandalism at one of the city parks um, a couple weeks ago, and somebody took a picture of it, and they said, this is unfortunate. Like, how unfortunate that they vandalized the parks that our kids go to. If anybody wants to get together to help clean this up, like, let me know. You know, we can go out on a weekend, which I I would understand why that would be in the group. But then everybody's commenting and, you know, they're like, that's that's terrible. Like, too bad our kids have to see because they've like spray painted penises everywhere. (laughs) Too bad our kids have to see penises and all of this stuff. And then one lady said, and this is exactly why I don't want to hear any fuss when I walk up to kids at the city pool and ask if they live here. And I was just like, whoa, like this. I actually screenshot it. I don't I'm surprised I didn't send it to you. Her comment and it ended up getting deleted because it wasn't appropriate to the Perrysburg neighborhood group, but she commented and she said, she essentially said, this is the reason why I walk up to kids and ask them if they're allowed at this, at, you know, at our pools, because we don't want kids like this in the neighborhood. And I said, okay, but what are you doing? Like, what, what are you determining that those kids don't live in the neighborhood? Like, what makes you see kid A and kid B and you say, oh yeah, kid B doesn't live here. You know what I mean? What are the, what are the identifiers that would make you think Kid B doesn't live here. So then you have the right to walk up to Kid B and say, hey, do you live here? Should you be at this pool? She was basically saying, I don't want to hear any problems or hear any fuss about it when I walk up to kids and ask them if they're supposed to be at this pool because we don't want vandalism like penises at our pool. 
and I, it, it got deleted. I don't, and I didn't see it for a couple of hours. So I don't know if somebody like attacked her for it or not, but that was my immediately, immediately. I said, and what are the identifiers for those kids who don't belong allegedly in your neighborhood? There was uh, uh, another stop the violence thing yesterday at Ottawa park. And I always have to remind myself that cause, cause my, my first thought is, well, the people that are doing the shooting don't care about these things, and they're not going to yeah. stop because it was a rally. But then I have to remember, one of the things that uh, that came out of that yesterday was they want to make sure that these kids have something to do and that these yeah. programs get funded. So you know what? Let some other kid who's just not going to cause any trouble go to somebody else's neighborhood pool because you know what? At least he's having a good time and staying out of trouble. And if he's acting like an idiot, like a real idiot, fine, we'll ask him to leave. But at least these kids have things to do rather than getting in trouble because, again, these rallies and us staying on the, the mm-hmm. radio, hey, take care of your mental health and blah, blah, blah. It's it's not about the people who won't listen because they never will. It's about the next people who could have issues that we'd like to detour from that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, you I don't know if you watched it or not, but we there was a really good documentary that came out on uh, Friday, I think it was, or maybe Thursday, about how your zip code ha- yeah. affects your health and affects yeah. your ability to succeed. And so if there's a kid that lives in, 43605 and wants to come to 43614 to go to the pool like fine you know what i mean it just but nonetheless that was an example of the reddit comment you made that was another example of something i saw um about you know kids and you know don't be surprised if you see me cause a fuss in the summer because my like you know perrysburg experience is going to be compromised by some kids who drew a couple penises on the park like you know your kids probably like draw in the bathroom stalls at school okay like come on um last thing i there was a bunch of stuff that i wanted to watch this weekend Uh, i tried to rent judas and the black messiah it's not rentable yet you have to buy it i didn't want to buy it um i put the amanda seyfried movie uh, on the list, and because there's another guy in it, uh, James Norton, he's he was also he's in the Nevers. Yeah, yeah, he's the main male character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that dude a lot, and I can't think of, he's in some show somewhere that I didn't watch. He's the main character, but I've seen him other places. Um, so that's on the list. And what else? But I finished up Invincible, and then I I saw uh, Shadow and Bone. Which Ooh, I, ha- I binged that. Okay, let's talk. So there's an actor in there, Ben Barnes, the dark-haired guy who I like a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I read a couple of places. Netflix's next attempt to, to do Game of Thrones. And I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, wait a second. Um, I know it was based off of a novel, I think, in, in 2012, a young adult novel. And I'm like, hold on a second. We got to get our descriptions right here. Um, this is more like a wannabe Hunger Games than Game of Thrones. So Yeah, they, they don't have enough sex and violence in there for it to be Game of Thrones level. I watched an episode and a half and I was like, eh, not into it. But you liked it? Really? Oh, I loved it. I binged it. I think in like, it was in one day. It was that Sunday. Um, I think I started it maybe Saturday night and then watched it Sunday. And then I ended up working, covering the third shift that evening. So I brought it and finished it. Um, I thought it was great. I, I really liked that story. I think that they can do a lot with it, and I hope that I hope Netflix sticks to it because I get annoyed with Netflix where they pick up these series and then they stop them after series after season one or two. So it's like, God damn it, would you keep something already? Um, so maybe I, I hope that it could it could raise to Game of Thrones um, territory if they were if they pick up the raunchiness of it. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen considering it's a young adult thing. It, it reminded me of when I tried to watch that HBO show, His Dark Materials. Oh, yeah. I don't right. think it's quite there. It, it's just like young adult fantasy stuff where, um, so not quite Game of Thrones, but not young adult stuff was that Carnival Row show that we liked. Yes, Carnival Row is very good. Um, and the thing is, and I, I, don't, I didn't watch it from the outset. And I can't think of many shows, at least recently, that I watched that blew up in anything. The thing is, you never know when you're watching the next Game of Thrones until, like, the end of season two. When uh-huh. when it becomes, like, a pop culture phenomenon. Like, was Game of Thrones like that? Because the last thing I remember where people were like, I have to go and watch this was The Walking Dead. Um, and I knew Game of Thrones was a big thing, but I didn't hear Game of Thrones take over pop culture until The Red Wedding, which was season three. 
I didn't even start watching Game of Thrones until like season four, maybe. So I had to catch up. I didn't start watching Game of Thrones until they were a couple seasons in because I just wasn't intrigued by it. And then there was a guy I was dating at the time that got me to watch it. And then I loved it. So I started binging it. Um, so I don't I don't know. The only other show that I feel like could really hit it big if they're smart and clearly they're already showing their inability to be smart is Bridgerton. Like it's a it's a different kind of um, it's a different kind of story it's not like it you know fantasy like game of thrones but it got popularity so fast and it really pulls you in it reminds me of like almost um like the 50 shades stories and how everybody loved 50 shades when it came out and they really bought into it the whole series the movie series um bridgerton has a ton of potential but they were everybody was in it because of reggae and then now he's gone. So it's like, well, what the hell are we going to want to watch this for? Um, Maybe they'll find the next, the, the next Roger. Um, it better be damn good. And it better have a, enough raunch to where people are watching soft porn. Cause I think that's why folks love it. Same with game of Thrones. <laughs> like, yeah. To be honest. And the thing with game of Thrones, <laughs> the thing with game of Thrones is they, they made it a puzzle box. Uh huh. Um, and they, they created these breadcrumbs and Easter eggs that, created an entire cottage industry who knows how many subreddits of you know is Jon Snow dead who's coming back who's his real parent like all this stuff yeah and and unless that stuff is seeded into a show and you don't know that it's there until you get into these these cottage industries by season two or season three and by that time you know it has become that that's why like I got to stop myself and you can be overwhelmed with how much content you know, Netflix is putting out there. Not all that good when something gets billed as the next blank when mm-hmm. it takes several years to realize whether it's close to that or not. And sometimes you're like, I'm a season and a half in and this is not the next anything. Yeah. And I think the, um, the like, um, you're right, like the suspense, because that's also why folks love Bridgerton so much besides reggae reggae um is because they wanted to know who lady whistledown was like it, the tea of it all was just like oh my god like what you know i i hadn't seen it quite i hadn't seen a show where like dudes in the hood were commenting on facebook like nobody told me about this bridgerton show like i saw that so many times this winter so that's why i really felt like it transcended um groups and groups of people to become really popular maybe th- maybe another show needs to just be like like game of thrones like don't you know, change the year in which the show is made. Don't change the setting. Just do another Game of Thrones. Like, just, you know what I mean? Do well, another storyline that's similar. Well, we're getting the, the Targaryen thing from 300 years before that. Whether it'll be any good, who knows? That's true. That's very true. Although the actor, the main male actor, I find him funny looking. Matt Smith? Yeah, he's funny looking. Yeah, he was Doctor Who for a long time. And so I need to watch Doctor Who because I feel like I would really like it and I haven't seen it. And then um, he played in The Crown. He yep. played Prince Philip in The Crown. Also, Handmaid's Tale, I did binge all the first three episodes this weekend. I was so excited to see that was out. Did you like it? I did. I love Handmaid's Tale. It's okay. very exciting. Because I don't know if it was with you or... Did we talk about last week how they might have stumbled after they got out past Margaret Atwood's writings? A little bit. Philip talked about it more than I did. Yeah. Um, so, and I caught up a little bit last night, I, and I watched one today, there's, somebody put out a list of the must-watch animated Star Wars shows, mm. mostly Clone Wars episodes, to mm-hmm. get caught up with The Bad Batch, which comes out tomorrow. Mm. So I watched some Bad Batch stuff last night and then this morning, and I'm, if nothing more, the animation looks incredible, so I'm excited for that. So, I, I really want you to watch the Amanda Seyfried movie. Um, I still think about that. We were talking about that yesterday. It's so weird. It's such a trippy movie. Not not like um, Inception kind of trippy, but it's just, I've never seen a storyline like it. It's very interesting. And then some of the visual, the visuals, like especially the one in the end, I have never seen anything like that before. And I loved it. I, I, like, I, I will still, I still talk to Thomas about it today. And I was like, that was just really well done. I've never seen anything like this can i spoil a little bit of it for no, you no because i do want to i i am going to watch this and now that uh judas is not rentable for a minute it's higher up the list so the last scene with the male character that you really like 
Are you going to, are you spoiling no, this? No, no, <laughs> okay. no. The last scene with the male character that you really like, I thought that was so well done and cool and interesting. And I'm like, that is so clever. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. That's clever. Um, and I still uh, think about that. Although we did watch a really good Netflix animation movie last night about robots, the robot apocalypse. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was the, uh, the Black Samurai one. No, it was, it's actually a lot more youthful. It was like the Mitchells and the robot apocalypse or something where this really like messy family is surviving a robot apocalypse that came on because all it, it pokes fun at like how we how much electronics are taking over our society and the, in in the movie they eventually actually like take over and they um they're like rounding up all the humans to like ship them off of planet earth and then the electronics are going to take over planet earth that was terminator and, <laughs> exactly and the um the fa this family is the center of the story because they're a hot mess um from michigan like family from michigan uh, and but it, it I thought it was super cute it was really well done I wouldn't be surprised if they get nominated for like an Oscar <laughs> like like soul or something um we are uh we are done for today so now it's uh time to dip into opening eve uh opening day eve festivities I am excited yeah I think I'll have my mom drop me off because we live at the same place and I live like five minutes from downtown so okay. just give me a location to go to and I'll be prepared to bounce around and have some fun don't look too chuggy I will look very chuggy I think I might even wear my Nike socks up my uh leggings uh, with, with my tennis shoes that's super chuggy don't forget the, the only mud hens attire you have wear that too Ugh. I don't own any mud hens attire, so I might just wear like a black tee or maybe a, I don't, I don't know. I'll wear something sports related, but it won't be mud hens because I don't own any. Okay. All right. I will uh, talk to you later on today or tonight. Okay. Bye. bye. Okay. Bye.